0: This is Make Yourself at Home, a podcast where we hear about the ways real estate businesses are making changes, looking forward and reshaping their approach. Today on the show, Joseph Ferrara, who's a principal of BFC Partners. His firm is the developer behind Empire Outlets, a brand new outlet mall on the Staten Island waterfront. The center spans more than 350,000 square feet and has four acres of outdoor space. Malls across the state can only reopen in Phase 4, and only if they install HEPA filters to clear out the virus, but Empire Outlets was actually able to open in Phase 2 because it's all open air. Still, there's been a myriad of changes. There's mask requirements, reduced capacity, and even though it is back up and running, foot traffic is significantly down. I started asking Joseph how rent collections have been going throughout the crisis.
1: It's a blend, I would have to say. So we have, um, you know, we have retailers that, um, you know, that uh, are, are on percentage type of um, deals with us right now. Uh, but rent is coming in. And then, look, I mean, there's a couple of retailers that, that aren't coming back from COVID, right? I mean, they've just gone away now at this point with what's happened between coronavirus and between the retail landscape in its entirety. You know, these guys... Have simply just gone away.
0: With everything that's happening with COVID, with stores being closed, with, with everyone under such enormous economic stress, I mean, what kind of arrangements are you reaching with your current tenants to keep them afloat?
1: Uh, well, so we're, we're, we're offering a uh, um, percentage of, of sales type of um, deal with them right now. So, um, so we understand that footfalls down Um, because of coronavirus. So we definitely want our tenants to succeed. So we have um, extended the ability for them to pay a percentage of sales as um, payment to us as rent.
0: What kind of percentage are you looking at?
1: Um, It'll vary. um, It probably runs anywhere from, I would say, six up to like 10% of sales, depending on the tenant and the volume that they're doing.
0: But that's not something you would normally do, right? Normally, you would just have a normal lease. Is that right?
1: Right. Well, we do, we do have a normal lease. Normally what we do is that we build in a base, a base rent plus cam plus a percentage across a certain threshold. Um, we're extending out now so that we're a little bit, uh, we're reasonable with our tenants to get them through this, what is obviously a very tough period when it comes to getting through COVID.
0: And that's what a lot of restaurants want as well, I've been noticing across the city. They're trying to tell their landlords, we want a percentage rent, we need a percentage rent.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, look, there are, there are certain landlords that do have the ability to offer that because they have the financial backing behind, behind behind them to be able to understand that you need to be reasonable if you want your project and your development site to be viable, you know, in, in the short-term future. And then there's certain landlords, though, that um, that just can't do it, right? I mean, they, they thrive and they themselves survive on the income of their tenant that's in there. I mean, it puts people in a really, really funny place.
0: You're also negotiating for new tenants. If if it's a tenant that you like, that you want in the space, what are you offering them in terms of a deal? Is it percentage rent more so than you would normally?
1: Well, we offer them, we'll offer them a a lower base rent. It all depends on who the concept is that's coming in. We do offer um, a free, you know, a period of free rent period um, with a combination of percentage of sales. Um, we want, um, especially if it's, a, if it's a concept that's new to market as such that we strongly believe in, we'll afford them a greater amount of time for them to get up on their feet and to be able to market their product out into the into the world. And, um, and we're hoping that through that period, they'll build a following and a clientele enough that'll make them successful, that'll convert the lease to base rent plus, plus percentage. And those are parameters that we set into the lease Um, before we actually put ink to paper.
0: Even though Empire Outlets is a mall, it's open air, so you were able to open up last month as part of phase two. Most malls, well all malls really, have to wait until phase four and they need to install HEPA filters. But even so, it must've been quite a process. I mean, how have you made this actually happen?
1: It was a little scary at first you know, opening up as part of phase two um, um, for us because we were wondering, is the shopper going to come back out? I mean, that was a big question um, because, you know, it's a pretty scary thing, coronavirus. And, and um, I, I, I can tell you that, you know, once we did take down the barricades, that um, um, from a Monday through Friday into the weekend aspect, you know, from having 20,000 people per day, Plus, come through Empire outlets on Monday when we opened up. We had about twenty-two hundred visitors come through site, and then every day that number ramped up and escalated to the point that we're about now between eight and ten thousand people per day come through site. Nowhere near the number that we were prior to the shutdown. You know, the loss of the tourism industry to New York City was a really is a really big um, deal. I'm fully confident that by this time next year, we'll be at. 70% of that number.
0: Tell me a little bit about how the mall actually looks now. You said you had to rebuild consumer confidence. You, ha- I mean, it's a scary thing we all know to kind of make people feel like they're safe and that they can venture out. What does it look like? Is, it, is there signage? Is everyone wearing a mask?
1: Yeah, so, you know, we, we kindly remind people verbally that they should put, put, put a mask on. Um, we have signage up all over the place that, you know, also reflects those values that we expect on site. Our retailers have signage up on their storefronts as well that you won't be allowed to, you know, into one of these stores if you're not wearing a mask, that's really, really important. Uh, The mask is for the safety of everyone being there. We have social distancing markers where, um, you know, if you're queuing up outside of a store because of capacity reasons that you'll have the ability to know that you're six feet away. Um, The human being, you know, the human just, instinctively likes to get close to other people, you know, it's just what we're all about. It's a very difficult thing for some people to, to deal with, right, and having those visual reminders on site um, really protect everybody around them, right? So it makes people conscious that you need to do the safe thing.
0: Are you at full cool capacity? How many shops are open now?
1: So um, we're we're probably about seventy five percent open, and they started to open up um, um, as we opened up as part of phase two. The other problem we were having at Empire Outlets too, and this is this is really important too, as retailers begin to open up, is that. You know, it wasn't only about um, the management team and our operations team at Empire Outlets. It was also about the retailers that they needed to bring their they needed to bring their teams in. So, if you have a, you had a store that has an average of one hundred to one hundred and fifty employees, they now have to recapture that employee population, get them uh, re interested, you know, and comfortable with getting back to work, which is really really important. Plus, train them in their own organization safety protocols that. Um, to make sure that they represented their brands correctly and never really put employees and or visitor at risk.
0: With potentially some stores not returning um, and there was talk last summer that you still had space yet to fill, how much do you think now you're going to have to lease as things return to normal, as you try and re-establish the centre?
1: So we have... um, um, So what do we have right now from a square footage aspect? We're probably negotiating... 60,000 square feet of retail, which is pretty impressive, given today's climate, um, of which 30,000 of that is about to put ink to paper um, and come to fruition for us at Empire Outlets. Um, so we would probably, I think that would take us to close to, between, uh, probably close to 80 to 82% at least once the 30,000 square foot got inked. You know, that's a great place to be.
0: Experience has been such a big thing, the experiential retail, and you've talked about it as well, but experiences aren't really things we can have that much of at the moment. How are you negotiating this time period where you can't really have, uh, you know, people gathering for live music? You can't really have 600 people packed into a beer hall.
1: Uh, You know, but you know what, though? Like, when you're trying to sell as anything, I mean... If we if we're envisioning that the world is going to be at its current state with these restrictions indefinitely, can I curse on your podcast? Can you beep it out? Then we're fucked, right? Then like, what happens to society, right? If um, you you really have to, we have a positive outlook, and and um, we're going to get through this. And eventually, New York and the world and America is going to go back to normal. I mean, um, so. Do we take precautions now? Yeah, you know, we have DJs that are coming currently to Empire Outlets and they're and they're spinning their music on our waterfront. Um, you know, people are cognizant that they, you know, they can't be like raving all up against each other now, like rubbing, right? But they're socially distancing and they're and they're getting their groove on. We are limiting our events and, and being very strategic as to you know where we place them in center. Uh, and we have these distancing markers that da- markers down reminding people, look, I mean, we have also, you know, an on site security team that, you know, if people, you know, do start to get too close to each other. We do kindly remind them that they need to socially distance, which is really, really important. And then when somebody sees that that's on site, they're saying, hey, you know what, these guys are doing the right thing, you know, and doing the right thing is really, really important to to um, to just rebuild confidence in in New York.
0: So you're saying you need to indicate to the shopper to the people who are there we're watching this we have security guards we have masks on you are safe here
1: that's really 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 important anyone you know any business that's not doing that right now is making a big mistake i mean they're endangering the lives honestly of like you know people that are visiting their establishment or their employees um you know they people need to do the right thing whether it be me whether it be you whether it be our friends or the local grocer i mean people should be wearing their masks You know people should be reminding to social distance Uh, people should just act accordingly
0: are you telling people to put masks on
1: (laughs) i've personally told people hey like where's your mask yeah absolutely you know i'm not shy when it comes to stuff like this right (laughs) i tell people you need to put your mask on you know some people i have to tell you though like for the 98 percent of the people that i've actually had a confrontation with like that they're like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, look, I mean, if someone's eating a hot dog and stuff, I'm not going to walk up to them and say, hey, you need to put your mask on, right? But, but um, they, 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 they do the right thing, right? They listen. They get it. You know, they understand. You know? And New Yorkers are really, really resilient people. They're, they have some tough skin, so they can take commentary from fellow New Yorkers quite easily.
0: <laughs> do you foresee that you might potentially have to convert some of the space to different uses? That's something that we've heard a lot from malls, you know, office, co-working hotel maybe, multifamily. I mean, is that something that's going around in your mind?
1: I mean, we've explored other options. Um, we've explored a co-working space. You know, the whole um, the whole aspect of retail and even like, um, um, what is it, like beauty salons and, and having suites where um, somebody can walk into, like a stylist can rent a suite in an enclosed cubicle type stuff, keeping their customers safe. I mean, we've been approached by... Various different concepts that want to do the sorts of kind of social distancing where it's just one-on-one and the person's having their experience with let's say if someone's doing your hair type stuff. Do we believe um, uh, we're not going to be shifting towards residential or or office space um, as far as what our intentions were for Empire Outlets to begin with? We strongly believe that we were a lifestyle center with the primary component being outlet shopping. So we don't have any intentions of shifting to anything else.
0: It's just about thinking about what could work.
1: Yeah, it's about thinking about what could work, where we, you know, we work hand in hand with anyone that potentially comes to us to open up a concept to see how, what their business plan is, if, if God forbid, right, COVID does extend out past, you know, we don't know really, you know, when we're, we're going to be past this, right? So they have to have a business plan in place that affords them the ability to open up their doors and still be fruitful and for one, have them make money, and for two, pay our rent, right, because we do have a center that we need to operate. So that's really, really key for us. And, um, and all of the deals that we're negotiating right now are really, really spot on when it comes to um, thinking about these measures that need to be thought of very carefully before you enter into, you know, for say, a 10-year lease with somebody with a significant investment in a location.
0: Is there anything that someone has, any concept or any idea that someone's brought to you that you've thought, wow, that's, that's a really innovative idea. That's a really smart way to use retail.
1: Yeah, we've had some ideas that people come up to us. Um, there's some extremes that they've, people have come up to us with some really, really extreme ideas where we're like, hey, like this just doesn't feel right. You know, there's several really, really cool things that we've been approached with. I mean, unfortunately with us is that, um, you know, our square footage is limited um, um, there's some, in order to socially distance and put on large-scale type of events. I mean, you really need ample footage. Where, um, if you wanted to do like, for, for say, like run um, a, a movie screening in an outdoor space and socially distance people in a way so people could take advantage of that, that is problematic for us. But they have some pretty great ideas, utilizing the ballpark next door and doing some some really cool like glamping night out type stuff, you know, run a show up on the screen and have social, social distancing between, you know, the people that are enjoying the venue. Um, it, it, people have come up with some, some, some really strategic and out of the box ideas, some that we have been entertaining. Um, a lot of now what's shifting too is, a, is a, you know, one, some person approached us with a really, really cool concept of doing, um, you know, we're opening up an artisanal food hall at Empire Outlets by, I would say, October, first week of October, pretty significant size establishment, 13,000 square feet. Someone else had approached us of doing the same type of marketplace concept, whereas you would go into um, an area and it would be, so what's happening is is that being that you've got these designers and these little stores that are closing down because of their rent requirements throughout, New York City and just having the ability not having the ability to pay the rent anymore they're looking for space now where they can come into and create kind of a a marketplace within a bazaar if you like it for lack of a better term and they would have these individual little pop-up stores within a larger square footage um, that's really, really cool. So we're entertaining a concept like that right now. We've had, um, you know, we have, uh, we're, <laughs> we've had someone come to us and, and have a treasure hunt type of concept where they would walk into uh, one of uh, a store that they would put together, and you know, they would end up hunting for a specific product um, for a very significant discount, whether it be a thousand dollar coat, you know, and having the ability to hunt it down and grab it for fifty bucks. You know, whereas the median price point in the store would be anywhere from 50 to 80 bucks, but they would throw in some really, really luxurious product in there and, and really promote it across social media and draw crowds that way. So, hey, you can score a really expensive item for a substantial discount. So there've been some really strategic and creative ways that people have approached us to, to part either partner with them or, or do, or people are really out there thinking, you know, of, of ways to make money. You know, it's a bright future ahead. For, for, for us. I mean, it can't be worse than what it was, right?
0: <laughs> Joseph, thank you so much for doing this. really appreciate it. And yeah, hope you have a lovely day.
1: Thank you, Miriam.